Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Video segments of this and other episodes of the podcast can be found at Sales Leadership United, hosted on Patreon. Think of Sales Leadership United like a Home Depot for sales leaders. It's a comprehensive resource for sales leaders with over 100 hours of tools, training, and insights sorted and tagged into every category you might need to help you become an elite sales leader. A private podcast, sales leadership training, sales meeting insights, video insights, and much more are waiting for you to check out at Sales Leadership United. Don't reinvent sales leadership. Tap into proven tools and techniques used by many of today's most successful sales leaders and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, I have a guest I have been super excited to bring to the show, Hannah Huseman. She's the mental performance coordinator for the Texas Rangers Baseball Club. Hannah is a mental performance coach who's worked with professional athletes, business executives, first responders, actors, and performers in almost every discipline all around the world. She's a highly sought-after speaker who speaks frequently on how training your mental skills can help any performer. Now, Hannah's also the host of Hashtag Mental Sweat Monday on Insta, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where she posts a one-minute video every Monday on a different strategy to help you with your mental game. You'll definitely want to check that out. She's been recognized as one of the top LinkedIn voices in sports for two years in a row, and she is a recognized expert in mindset development. Now, if you've listened to the show very long at all, or if you know me at all, you know I'm a huge believer in the importance of mindset and that you can't do anything unless you think about it first. Tons of people talk about mindset, but there's hardly anybody who can help you really make mindset a competitive advantage. And as leaders, we've got to learn how to have that skill. So as a result, I was on the hunt for the best uh, mindset coach I could bring to the show. Hannah is someone I've been following for a little while. We are in for a treat. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Mark my words, this is going to be one of those episodes you want to go back and listen to multiple times. Hannah, welcome to our show, and thank you so much for joining us. Rob, thanks for having me. Excited to talk all things mindset today with you guys. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. I, I've been looking forward to this more than you know. I, I, uh, I'm I, the biggest believer in mindset there is, and, and I want to move past just what my coaches talk to me about and get someone like you for our 20,000 listeners worldwide. So this is going to be fun. I love it. Why don't you start by introducing yourself and what you do for the people you work with? Yeah. So um, like you said, Hannah Huseman, I'm actually born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I it's, it's kind of funny. I'll take you a little bit back. You know, I've, I've played sports my whole life. I've been incredibly competitive. I have a, a younger brother. We're 21 months apart. So, you know, we kind of fought our whole life and competed our whole lives. And awesome. I, I was kind of always trying to find the advantage, you know, and like, as we got older, he obviously got bigger and stronger than I was. And, you know, I, I always knew like I could beat him through my mind. Like I could beat him through my words. I could beat him through my mentality, through my prep work and all this stuff. And I never really processed it. And, 
what's cool is as I was going through, um, college and trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do with my life. Um, I, I was my, 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 um, I was exercise science undergrad major cool. and, you know, knew I wanted to stay in the world of, of the human body and like how that works. But then I took a, a class my senior year, um, an elective course of intro to sports psychology, sport and performance psychology. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I was a, I was a division one athlete and we didn't have anything like this. We weren't training our brain. You know, we were training so hard physically, but nothing to do with our mentality. And I fell in love with it almost instantly and was like, how are we not talking about this more? Like, how do we not realize that how much our mind actually factors into how we're going to perform? And so from that point on, kind of dove right into it, went and got my master's um, from the university of Tennessee up in Knoxville cool. and got my master's in sports psychology and motor behavior, which is how the, how the mind and the body work together to produce um, elite level performance. And so that's what I do. I, I just happen to work predominantly with professional athletes, um, but I also work with any high level performer, which, you know, when you actually break down, like, what is a performer? It's anything and everything we're doing, right? If you're a spouse, if you are a parent, if you have a job, if you like, if you're breathing, you're performing to some extent. And so, you know, it's like the world tr- tells us we need to train physically for our performance and be in the best health physically, but not a lot of people are talking about how we need to perform mentally and how we need to prepare mentally and, and, and be mentally as strong as we are physically. So just incredibly passionate about helping high, any high level performer, not just athletes, um, to find the best version of them and doing that through a mental lens. Cause most people are working on the physical aspects, but not a lot of people are, are working on the mental aspects. So that's, that's what I do. And, and incredibly passionate about helping people making sure their mind is working for them and not against them. So Hannah, you have no idea how excited I am to have you on the show. Okay. I, I, I think this is something at least in the world of sales, I think sales leaders are starting to realize that that's really important. And most of the time it's been about the grind and the hustle mentality and just go, you know, first in last out and work harder and one more call And what we're finding is that's leading to not record performance. It's leading to record levels of burnout, right? Yep, absolutely. Can you start maybe this conversation about why would a sales leader need to have mindset be one of the things that they're thinking about, talking about, coaching to, if they want to help their teams be their top performer that they can be? Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's one of those things that we all experience, but we it's almost like we don't believe we can actually do a whole lot about it, right? Like maybe we're yeah. born with it or like, that's it. Like kind of like tough shit. That's, that's kind of all we have. And, and that's not true. Like it's, it's all trainable. Every piece of your mindset is trainable. The one thing I would say that's not trainable is how you approach it. So like, do you have an open mind about mindset training? Like literally, or are you like, ah, oh, yeah, you either have it or you don't. Because like, you know, maybe listening to this podcast will help open your mindset, or maybe you are open-minded and you're like, yes, I want it. Let's do it. Like, how do I train my mindset? But really the only decision you have to make is, can you train it or can you not? And if you believe you can, then it's like, okay, where do we start? What do we do? How can we improve this? And I mean, here's the thing. When you talk mental performance and you talk mindset, it's, it, it has anything and everything to do with your performance. So like buzzwords people want to talk about is like, I want to be more confident. I want to be able to manage my stress. How do I have composure under those high pressure situations? How do I have resiliency? Like if I fail, how do I bounce back? Um, Managing stress, managing focus, right? Like long talks. How do I stay locked in? How do I get the most out of my effort? And so those are all things that can be trained and even, even trusting yourself in high performance situations. Mm. Like you can, you can train your trust. 
And I think those are all things that, again, people just think, yeah, you do it or don't. And not a lot of people, a lot of people are talking about the what, right? Have confidence, be resilient, stay motivated. Not a lot of people are talking about how do you do those things and why is it important to do those things? So Hannah, you've teed it up perfectly. It's almost like we scripted it, but as you know, now as you're are my guests and everybody that listens, I never script a show because um, I want it to be authentic. I, I think you're dead on. I, I've seen a lot of people that do stuff. If you'll, and hopefully this isn't too offensive. They say things like, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds good in a speech. It looks good on a slide, but they leave it at that. And that's why it becomes bullshit mm-hmm. because it has to be more than that. Right. Or, or mm-hmm. am I wrong? No, you're right. And I mean, I would argue that belief is maybe step one or or maybe even not even step one. Maybe it's a prerequisite to what you're trying to achieve, but that's not enough. Like, and, and I think that's, I think that's an important distinction between like motivational speakers, not knocking on them and mental performance coaches, right? Somebody can sit up here and yell at you until you can do it. Get off your ass, like work hard, be smart, do this, do that. And like, don't get me wrong. It may fire you up for five minutes, like, right. It might get you off. Yes. Yes. It might get you out the door, but is that going to like, when you're in the middle of a tough workout or a tough sales pitch and you start to struggle, is that talk going to get you through it? I don't know. I I, I honestly highly doubt it. And it's the same thing I tell elite level athletes. Like some, somebody might fire you up, right? It's almost this concept of junk confidence versus healthy confidence, right? Like junk confidence sounds good. Like, like junk food, right? Think about junk food. Like we all love junk food. Let's not like deny it. Like even if it's bad for us, like we love it. Right. But we know it's not going to help our performance when it comes down the line. Like we know it's not good for us, but we still like it. So it's the same thing that goes with junk confidence, right? If somebody's sitting here like, Hey, you're the best in the world. You're like, all right. But then how long does that last when you are under pressure? Are you going to think about that? Most likely not. And that junk confidence is actually going to fail you in the heat of the moment or when you're under a lot of stress or a lot of pressure. All right. You just gave me our first nugget of the day. Okay. So we're going to sit on this for a second. I did not, I've never heard of such a thing, but I immediately love it. And it immediately makes me like you even more than I thought I would. Okay. Junk confidence versus, did you call it healthy confidence? Is that what you called it? Yes, sir. And and I'm guessing you're talking about junk food versus healthy food. Absolutely. Can can you go a little bit more on what's junk confidence and healthy or real confidence? I'd I'd love to have this be something that our listeners get from this conversation. Yeah, no, I love it. So I think we're going to take it back a step and think about, okay, junk food, right? When you think about junk food, how do you describe junk food, right? Quick, um, easy, fast, tasty, um, maybe, maybe a sugar high, but maybe a sugar, sugar fall, right? It, it's yep. all of those things. But then when you think about healthy food, what do you think about, right? You think of, uh, more expensive, right? You think about, it's going to take longer to prepare. Um, maybe it's, um, initial satisfaction isn't as good as it's long-term satisfaction, right? Like doesn't taste good now, but by gosh, like we're going to look good and we're going to feel good in the, in the long run. Right. So it's not quick and it, it, it doesn't produce like a sugar high, but it does produce the longevity high, right? So you have those descriptions of fast food and, and healthy food or junk food and, and healthy food. Um, and then you think of junk confidence, right? Junk confidence is fast and easy to get, okay? It's right at your fingertips. You can YouTube like motivational video and have someone yelling at you. Like, you know, you can, you can get it. It's at your fingertips, right? It's fast, it's quick, it tastes good, right? Like you like it, you feel good when you listen to it. Um, again, it might last for a minute or two or five. And if you're lucky, maybe it lasts for 30 minutes, 
right? But long-term effect, nothing's really there, right? You got to watch a video like every hour or every morning when you wake up to keep that going, right? Right. That's sustainable. So that's junk confidence versus healthy confidence, okay? Real confidence takes a lot longer to actually achieve, right? Real confidence in yourself doesn't happen overnight, which I think is a, is a point where people kind of step back and they're like, oh shoot, like no wonder I've never really developed confidence in myself because it doesn't happen overnight and maybe you're not training the right way. So when you think about training healthy confidence, it's not quick, it's not easy, it takes a long time and, and maybe it's ugly trying to get it to, right? Where like meal prep isn't the prettiest thing people like to do, right? Eating the same thing every day, trying the same thing every day, like saying, saying discipline, but that's how you create healthy confidence. It's, it's doing the things that you know you're not good at, right? Because you're putting yourself in hard situations so that when you get in hard situations, when the game's on the line or when the sale's on the line, you are so prepared because you've been putting yourself in that situation this whole time. Instead of maybe even putting yourself in easier situations and building like, I got this, or maybe not yeah. even putting yourself in a hard situation. And so you're like, I'm on top of the world. But then as soon as the heat gets on you, 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 you run the other direction, right? You can't accomplish it. And so it's, it's actually, what are you doing to build that healthy, that sustainable, that real confidence so that when the game is on the line or when the sale is on the line, that confidence doesn't fail you. And I think that's what like, but people like it because people like junk food. They want it fast. They want it now. And the reality of it is like, it sounds good and it tastes good for a second, but how much is that actually impacting your long, long-term career and, and mental performance isn't a one-stop shop. Okay. And, and I think, I think that's the biggest thing that people, when people think about mindset, they're like, okay, I listened to this conversation. I really liked it. I'm bought in. I'm, I'm in, I'm game. And that's the only thing they do. Okay. And like, if you did that with physical training, like you're done, right? Like if you go to the gym once you're seeing zero results. If you run, if you, if you try sprinting, you're seeing one time, you're not going to get any faster, but people think in mindset, you hear something once and you got it. The reality of it is, it's just like physical skills. Mm. Like you have to practice it on a daily basis. That was a he- that was another mind blower. <laughs> so you just you just gave me nugget number two. I want to repeat this because you were cooking with gas, and I feel bad that I even interrupted you here. But you said something that I want to make sure we put an underline on, we put a highlighter through, we put it in bold, right? Um, you do it just, it's not something you do it just once or else it'll fail you. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that concept is so important. I, I think, I, I think that, you know, you can't just hear it and then go out and do it. So let's, can we shift into what that might look like? I have so many things I've written down on notes. I want to talk. I've already burned up a whole page. This is crazy. Um, sales leaders. So I got all these sales leaders. We've got 20,000 sales leaders listening to you right now. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there wondering, okay, how do I build healthy confidence? How do I build something that will be sustainable? Do you have any insights on how a leader can help a rep on their team have that kind of confidence that will take them? I mean, because listen, sales is the closest thing to sports. You work with baseball players. You already know this. If you hit 300, you're you're an all-star candidate. Fair to say? Fair to say. And that means that you fail 70% of the time. The reason that this is so interesting to me, Hannah, is the national average and win rate is in that 30%, like high 20, low 30. So it's like a baseball player, okay. a really good salesperson's in the mid thirties. You have a 350 batting average, 320 yep. batting average. So they're failing way more. And so you got to be ridiculously mentally tough because I think of all the sports you could have picked to work in, you picked baseball. And that's one that I think takes the most mental toughness of all of them. So yeah. this is a perfect parallel. 
What would you suggest to our sales leaders? Like, is there two or three things that they could add to their like skill set so they aren't a fake mental coach? Like, listen, they're not going to be you. No one's going to be you unless they've done what you've done. But they coach all the time. And yeah. how do they add mindset? Even this much is better than nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things I, I talk a lot about, especially when when you're in a leader position, right? When when people are looking at you and and leaning on you for for advice, for guidance, for whatever it is, it's this beautiful combination of empowering and challenging. Okay, empowering and challenging simultaneously. And this is this is a belief that I have seen in action. This is a belief that I've seen go wrong. This is a belief that I've seen go absolutely right. And here's what it looks like. So when you have a leader who is only empowering you, okay, when all you do is empower you, what do you have? You know, you, you've got like a best friend, right? You've got, you've right. got a buddy. Like they're like, hey man, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. I really like, even, even if you know you're not performing well, right? You've got this right. person who's just always hyping you up, which like from, a, from an empowerment standpoint, that's nice. But from a like, how are we getting better? Like what, mm. how are we actually getting better? Like all you're doing is empowering them. So we don't just want to empower, right? Because then we're just a friend and arguably as a leader, like you're not in a role to be a friend. Like, and like, seriously, like think about that. Like take a step back, right? Like, are you in a position to be a friend? Like if you are like, arguably some lines might be getting blurred, like, and maybe your position is different and maybe you have different boundaries, but just take a step back and think about that. Like, are you in a position to be a friend? And like, I would argue that the people on your team aren't on your team to have a friend either. Um, and if they are, maybe that their values and whys are a little different, but that's, that's another story. So if you're only empowering, you're considered a friend on the other side of that, right? If you're only challenging, what are you? I don't know. Right. Like a hard, hard ass, like, uh, you know, nothing's ever good enough. Right. So um, good. like, come so on, good. like, right. It's like, Hey, do this, do that. Like nothing is ever good enough. And now you've got people working for you who, are losing motivation because they know they could bust their ass and nothing's ever going to be good enough. Right. Or, or they're never going to reach their full potential. And like, here's the kicker, right. Is on one side, you're like, yeah, nothing is ever going to be good enough. Like we can always get better, but the problem is that's what creates burnout. Like when, when, when people feel like they're giving their all and maybe people are really type A and they're doing everything in their power and they're hard on themselves. And, and, and now you're constantly hard on them too. And so now they're losing motivation. They're losing the enjoyment of their job and they're going to burn out. And that's going to, when you lose enjoyment of your job, you're going to start performing worse. Okay. And, and that's, that's another topic too. Like when you're enjoying your job, you're better at what you do. So there's, so, so there's only, there's only empowering and there's only challenging, but then there's this beautiful combination of when you can do both. And I think the best coaches, the best leaders, I'm sure the best salespeople are the people who can absolutely dominate this field, right? It's this ability to say, and this might be extreme. I'm not going to say the word, but it's, it's like when you're talking to somebody and they're like, wow, F you, but F yeah. 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 Like they're like, I didn't want to hear that yeah. because that, that you're challenging me. You're telling me I'm not up to my standard. Right. But then you're also telling me that you believe in me. And now I want to run through a brick wall. Right. Because you're telling me where I'm weak. Right. You're telling me what I'm not good at. But then you're telling me that, you know, that I the reason I'm telling you this is because I know you can do it. And all of a sudden this guy's on fire or this girl's on fire to go. Yeah. Down. Because they're motivated, but they also have that sense of belief and that sense that that it's instilled in them. And like you guys, when, when you talk about when you talk about the, the psychological toll that that sales has or that failing has constantly, and then you have your number one supporter, your number one superior, right? The person who's watching your every move is challenging you, but also empowering you like. 
That's, that's, that's unbelievable. And like, and, and if you have it, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you're probably like taking a step back and like, oh shoot, I'm probably one or the other, but if you can mold that, but here's the thing, it has to be genuine. It has to be genuine, right? Because if you have always challenged and now all of a sudden you start empowering, people are going to be like, whoa, what's wrong with you? Right. And and so it does have to be like a slight, if you've always been one-sided or the other, I would really encourage you to like start slowly adding in that other side instead of just trying to make a 180 because people are going to feel like it's a little fake. Um, And so it's like really ease your way into that. But that's one of the biggest things I think, as far as like buying into, to mindset and like their mindset's going to change because they think their, your mindset of them has changed. If that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And and I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to run out of time faster than I thought we were (laughs) Hannah. And so I hope that you can be like once a year, every eight months or something like that, you come (laughs) back and talk to our listeners because I already know that we're going to run out of time because there's so many places I want to take this. So why don't we, can we do like a hypothetical? Could I, could I do a hypothetical with you right now on the show? Yeah, let's do it. So so I work with a 120 some odd leaders that I coach coaches. And sometimes they have me work with some of their reps just for different reasons. And, and I'm thinking of a conversation I had earlier this week. Uh, as I talked to you, it's, it's a Wednesday. I had this conversation on Monday of this week. So this is very, very fresh. Okay. And she's works with a really great software team. She's one of their top performers. Uh, she is one of my favorite reps I've ever worked with. I, I, I love working with this person. And when we got started, it was kind of our kickoff for the year. We hadn't worked yet together this year for different reasons. So it's, you know, third week of January and she gets on the, on the zoom with me and we get started, we catch up, blah, blah, blah. How are the holidays? And she's like, Rob, I don't think I can win this year. She's like, I think that I've been asked to do something I can't do. My goal is still here, but they've narrowed my territory down to here. And we have hired more people. And now I don't have like the wild, wild West. Like I used to have. Now I have to work in a confined territory. And it was interesting to me because I felt like she had thrown in the towel before she had even started. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that's an unusual thing for a sales leader to hear this time of year. Okay. Any suggestions? Like, how do you address mindset? I, I, first of all, I, want, I wonder if I screwed it up the way I talked to her, but because um, we did, we, we, I said, I want to talk about what your IMs are. So let's talk about how, how you can dominate in these two states that you're in now, instead of these eight states that you used to be in. Yeah. And so that's what we start on. I, if you're a leader and you're hearing stuff like that, are there things you can do to change the images in your mind and change the mindset about like, any suggestions? Because I don't think I'm alone in having that conversation. Yeah, no. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. And I think so for me, when I hear that, the first thing we have to do is accept the situation that's been handed to us. Okay. Right. Because a mm. lot of times we spend too much time in denial. Like, can you believe this is happening? Or like, I don't even know where to go from here. And so step one is acceptance. And, and like, as, as, and it's funny when you talk about acceptance, people kind of are like, oh no, we don't accept anything. Right. We can always be better. And so beautiful. When I talk about acceptance, it's, I I understand that that comes with some, 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 um, hesitation, right. When, when it comes to acceptance, but the reality of it is that has happened to you and you have a decision on if you're going to accept that or not. And if you're not, you might as well walk away from the, from it in its entirety. Right. Because like, what are we going to do if we don't accept it? So step one is you got to find a way to freaking accept it. And I think, um, There's not a whole lot of ways to accept it other than just you making that decision. And and whether you want to make that decision or not, like, it's like, shoot, this is the reality. And I think 
I think a lot of times people view mental performance as like trying to find the best and, and trying to find the most positive thing. And sometimes the best thing you can do is actually see what's right in front of you for what it actually is. Um, instead of like falsifying what's right in front of you or like, it's okay. Like, is it, is it okay? Like, no, this is going to be really hard. And, and we're accepting the reality of what's handed to you. So one, I would say you got to accept what's happening to you. And two, the follow-up stage to that would be, I think the best thing in this situation would be get a, get a piece of paper, get a piece of paper. And on one side, write down all the things in this situation that you can control. Okay. So I can control this. I can do this. I have this connection. I have this, 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 right. All of the things that you actually have control over about this decision that was made. And then on the right side, write down all the things you don't have control over, right. The decision that this was made, who made it, that you can't talk to these people, that you can't do this. You don't have this, like write all of those things down on the right side and then take a step back, look at it and then take the biggest Sharpie you have and cross out everything on the right side and circle everything on the left side. And you just found your to-do list. And, and what I think is so cool about this is we only have so much energy to give. Okay. Like we, we have a max of the energy we can give on a daily basis. Now our our max energies are different for each person. Like some people are like energizing bunnies (laughs) bouncing off the wall. Some people are like Eeyores and they only have a little bit, but they still have, we have a max on our energy. My challenge for you is what are you giving your energy to? Are you giving your energy to that list on the left of every single thing that you can control? Or are you wasting energy on all the shit on the right that you have zero control over? And, and the problem is if you only have a limited amount of time and you know, you got to get all this stuff done, you're wasting energy. One, you're wasting energy if you're not accepting the situation. And then two, you're wasting energy. If you're taking time on any of those things in the right column that you have absolutely zero control over. And I see this all the time in high level performers, right? We, (laughs) it's probably the number one thing that I see is we waste the energy that we have on a daily basis on the things that we can do nothing about. Anna, that's so good. I just interrupted you. So finished, but I'm just like, (laughs) awesome. I love it. Keep going. Thank you. Yeah. It's just make sure we're spending, make sure we're valuing our energy so much that we're only giving our energy to the things that we have control over. And that's the list that you just made on the left-hand side. So that's, and that's empowering, right? I mean, hundred percent. And and that alone should take some stress away of like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? You just, you just put it on the paper. Like, you're well, helping that, yourself walk through this. That sounds like a great one-on-one activity. Like, so in your one-on-one, when you realize that, do that together, right? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's a good one. So, so this is awesome. This is a great example that you've just given us. I, I, I just can't believe how fast time's going. Um, <laughs> that's a great example on how you can work on mindset. Is, is there anything that you would tell our leaders? Like, I would imagine leaders have a different mindset challenge than individual performers do. Is that something that you've observed or is that, is it the same for both sides? I would say, I would say it's similar, but they have, they have an additional challenge, right? They're not just trying to work on their own mentality, but they're also helping to guide others mentalities too. So, and, and with leader comes obviously like responsibilities, right? And, and I think, but I will say this, one of the biggest things I say when I think about leaders is what you make important, they will make important. Mm. Like, what so if a leader is constantly talking about mindset and telling people how he's working or she's working on on their mindset then the people around them are going to value that too and like i can't tell you how how important that is in, in our world and i'm sure how important it is in y'all's world right like what you make important the people around you will make important too so so if if you have a leader who does mindset training and talks about mindset all the time all of a sudden these people are going to be like well if that person's making it important i probably should make it important too 
And then they start asking good questions and you start having good conversations. So I do think that they're, they're probably very similar, right? They're, they're probably going through the exact same things, maybe to different um, standards or qualities, but, and, and then in addition to, they're also leading, which comes with its own, with its own hardships and, and challenges too. Okay. Let's shift again. I'm sorry that I, I, I said oh. everything you're doing, but I want to try and cover a little bit of a spectrum if we can, because I think this is such an important topic. And mm-hmm. if we can go four or five places, just this deep, I think everybody will be better. What about self-talk? How important is self-talk? Self-talk is very important. Um, I love for people that are audio only right now, she's laughing at me, which is great. <laughs> okay. But, but those of you that are part of sales is just United and CA some of the other places we'll have, this will most certainly be one of our video clips that we go to. Um, I, I'm glad you're laughing. The reason I think this is worth a l- at least a little discussion. Cause yeah. I think, so I'd love your take on self-talk. Yeah. So, so self-talk for, for those of you who don't know is right. This inner dialogue within your own self. Right. And, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's verbal. Sometimes it's, it's kept inside and it's just this challenge that you're having. And, you know, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite stories about self-talk is the tale of two wolves. Um, if you haven't heard of it or seen it, I would definitely challenge you to look it up. Um, I can't recite it to, to a T, but basic, the basic concept is very similar to like, you know, having the angel and the devil on one, sh- one, one shoulders, angel, one shoulders, devil, but instead of the angel and devil, it's two wolves, right? You have one wolf on one shoulder and another wolf on the other end. And on one shoulder, you've got the wolf who talks about doubt, right. And complaining and, um, bad and evil and negativity and all this stuff, right. That's, that's, that's constantly going on in the world around you. And then on the other shoulder, you have the good wolf, right. Who's looking for opportunities and hope and faith and, and positive and, and joy and all that stuff. And, you know, it's a story where this grandson's talking to his grandfather and he's like, you know, grandpa, which one's the loudest, like which one's the loudest. And the grandfather replies, the one that you decide to feed the most. And, and I love this because it's not just like a cartoon angel and devil. Like they're just saying whatever they want to say. It's actually two wolves controlled by your inner dialogue, right? What you search for and what you look for most is what you're going to be thinking about. And it's going to be the wolf you're feeding louder. So if you're out there looking for the things that's screwing you over or why you're going to fail or how, how the odds are against you, you're going to see more of them and they're going to get louder and then you're going to see more of them and they're going to get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. It's like the concept where like the first time you ever see a car that you really like, like over the next week, you see like 20 of them everywhere. And you're like, what? I've never seen this car before. Right. What you think of, you see more of like what you focus on, you see more of. So the challenge is, you know, and, and, and gosh, this can get so deep, right? We have, we as human beings have what's called a natural negative bias. Okay. Our brain is in our body to help us survive. That's the sole purpose of our brain, right? To keep us alive, right? To, to stay away from dangerous things, to, to keep our bodies healthy, to, you know, we sweat when we get too hot, we shiver when we get too cold, right? Our brain is controlling everything and how we stay alive. Our brain is not made for us to perform <laughs> and to go into risky things, right? And to go into scary situations. And, and like maybe the scariest thing you do today isn't cliff jumping or, or running away from a bear in the woods. Maybe the scariest thing you do is a sales pitch or, or having to have a hard conversation with your boss, right? And our body responds differently because our body views anything like that as fear and your brain's going red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And so we're trained to see that. And so you actually, a mental skill is actually hunting the good stuff. It's going out and trying to find the good. And so one of the things I, I love to recommend is we're not going to get rid of that natural negative bias. It's always going to be there. And so start to create that awareness. And when you have that negative thought, 
give yourself a positive thought too, but don't just give yourself a positive thought that's bullshit. Okay. Or that's something Mm. that you're not going to believe in because that doesn't work. We have a bullshit meter in our mind and our brain and that's our identity, right? That's our, 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 yeah, yeah. Totally. So you have to hit yourself with the facts. So like, say you're going in and you're like, oh, don't blow this sales pitch. Like, do not blow it. Everybody's caring about you. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Right. That's your natural negative bias. That's, that's the worst case scenario for you in this, in this situation. So how would you challenge yourself in that situation? You could say, hit yourself with the facts, right? I know this shit. I've trained this. I've done harder things. I've done things before that I've been successful with. And I know I I have to trust myself going into the situation. And so you're, you're combating that natural negative thought and you're feeding that good wolf. And at least you're making those sounds equal instead of that negative voice just getting louder and louder and louder on a consistent basis. So that's, that's, I mean, self-talk guys, we could go on for days about self-talk, but it is really, really important how you're messaging yourself, but it all starts with what you're looking for around you in, on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that that's worth, I'm glad, first of all, you went, you had, like, again, <laughs> you didn't meet and talk about talking about this. So you, you gave me even cooler answers than I thought you would give when we went there. This two wolves is, is brilliant. And, but the facts to defeat fear is maybe my favorite thing that we did said yeah facts will defeat fear totally love uh, that yeah well no it's you not me you're the one who said it <laughs> not me man I, I just i just put it in a framework um you have more conversations with yourself than anybody else is that fair to say very fair and so i, I guess i'm sitting here trying to put a structure around it. i got all these leaders and i always try to say put myself as a leader listening to the show, what can they do about that? So how can a sales leader help overcome? So like they could say, go listen to the podcast with Hannah to their reps. And I hope they do. Um, But what are some other things? Can they make part of their coaching, like how they address self-talk or is that more advanced? I I think you can talk about it. Um, Again, I think people have to be open to the concept and like, you can break it down to be really simple. You know, one of, one of the things I've taught in the past is, um, you know, we're always harder on ourselves. Like if you're a high level performer and a high level competitor, like we're always harder on ourselves than we are to other people for the most part. And so one of the challenges you can say is talk to yourself, how you would talk to to a teammate. So like, say a teammate fails or blows it. Like, what would you say to a teammate? Right. You'd say, Hey, you got this. There's always another pitch. Like, come on, head up. You know, you're better than that. So what you flubbed this, like you got it. Yep. What would you say to yourself in that same situation? If you went in and bombed it, right? You'd be way harder on yourself, right? What are you doing, man? You suck. Like you're horrible. You, sh- you deserve to be fired. Like this is a joke. You suck. Like what, right? All of these things. And what's fair is it- it's okay to be hard on yourself. It's not fair to completely demoralize yourself. And Love so it. like, how do you actually take a step back and are like, okay, I'm being, I'm being hard on myself to a certain extent. And that's good. Right. And this is something I talk about a lot too, is ha- be hard on yourself while it's helpful. When it becomes hurtful, then you're doing more damage than you are doing good. So, so you're sitting here, you're like, you're like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, that sucked. Like, I'm not telling you to tell your, to lie to yourself again. Like, you know what? That sucked. That wasn't my best performance. Um, but I know there will be another performance, right? That's helpful to sit there and just degrade yourself, degrade yourself, degrade yourself for hours on end until your next pitch. Like that's not doing any good. That's hurting you more than it's helping you. And so I think that's, that's where that line is drawn. And I think that's a really good, and that's hard for us to draw that line for ourselves. But again, are you trying to help yourself or are you trying to hurt yourself? And, and, and that, that's a, that's a look in the mirror and having to hold yourself honest and, and have that self-accountability. 
you're a walking power statement. You got power <laughs> statements everywhere. This is awesome. You know, be hard on yourself when it's helpful. Stop when it's harmful. So good. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that's something that you can, you can do is I love that, that kind of construct you gave of, of being empowering, but also being challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you've given some great insights. We've got about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes left here. Maybe we could start giving a f- couple final pieces of advice and suggestions because this has been awesome. This is this is even better than I thought it would be, Hannah. You're so fun. You're so good. Um, let me like spit something out that's a fat statement, then I'll let you respond in whatever order you want to respond to. Okay, love okay? it. Um, like, can we give like like two or three things? Like, if you want to make your team more mentally tough, or if you want to be have, you know, mental, uh, mental, like I always talk about having bulletproof titanium grade mindsets, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it needs to either work for you or it's going to hurt you. It's one of those two things. Like, and you've already explained why. Is there like two or three things you would say leaders, here's two or three things you should either do for you, or here's two or three things you should encourage that your reps do. But then on the flip side, here's the negative side, stop doing these things, whatever you do, stop doing, because sometimes just getting out of reverse and going into neutral is an improvement, right? Totally. And so those two things, I don't care where you start and whatever feels best to you. I'd love to give some tactics to our leaders right now. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think starting from the beginning, you know, when I'm thinking about like, what are three like must haves or should do's in order to create a strong mindset or, or just to be like mentally, mentally ready and and, like mentally competent is, well, the first thing I think you have to do is you have to create self-awareness for yourself, right? You have to be self-aware. Um, and, and, and in order to do that, like you, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can practice self-awareness, but it, it could be practicing mindfulness. It could just be like, like, um, you know, after a sales pitch, like, what was I thinking? When was I thinking it? And how did that thinking affect my performance? Um, and, and that's just like, you have to create that. And then you have to evaluate yourself on that. If like the best performers are the best self-evaluators. Okay. A lot of times it's like, Hey, how did that go? And people are like, good or bad. Right. And that's it. And it's like, it can't be that black and white. Right. It has to, you have to have the more detail you can give yourself, the better you're able to make adjustments on the fly. So I think number one must have mental performance is create self-awareness around what you're thinking when you're thinking it. And what are the consequences of that thinking? Um, Love that. With that comes once you, once you're able to do that, well, and maybe even a prereq to that would be get into the present moment. That's my all time favorite mental skill to talk about is because I think if you are able to get into the present moment, you're, you have an advantage over everybody else around you, right? Because, what does that mean? Tell me what that means. If it's your yeah. all-time favorite, I do not want to skip by it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, so one of the illustrations I have, if I had my whiteboard, I would write it up there. But, you know, one of my favorite illustrations is, you know, your brain can be in three different places in time, right? It can be in the past, it can be in the present, or it can be in the future. Um, your body can only be in the present moment, right? And so we know in order to perform our best, our mind and our body have to be working together. And the only place our mind and our body can work together is in the present moment, right? Because our, because our body's only in the present moment. So we have to get our mind, right? When, when, when you think of, when you think of the future, you think about your, your you think about worry, you think about anxiousness, you're, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, all of these thoughts come into, into play. Or when you think about the past, you think about what already did happen. You know, when you think about depression, that's where depression comes from, right? And when you think of anxiety, anxiety comes from thinking about the future, being in the present moment is where you're, you're at your best, no matter what. And if you, if you look at the research articles, everything about performance says, if you're in the present moment, you're able to perform better. You're able to enjoy what you're doing more. You're able to focus better. Everything is increased if you're in the present moment. And that's why 
That's why you see, you know, LeBron James promoting Calm app because the Calm app and the Headspace app, those are all mindfulness apps and mindfulness is designated to get you into the present moment, to start becoming aware of what your thought process is and when it's happening. And like, not, it's not a negative experience, right? It's just to literally create awareness around like, are you able to lock in right now? Like when you're listening to this podcast, are you doing 87 other things and like not really listening to it? Or are you like locked in? Like that's the separator between good and great. Like a lot of people can be sitting there and like kind of be in it, but thinking about this and thinking about that for you to lock in and be in a present moment, especially in a conversation. And I can't even imagine in a sales pitch, right? Like if you're only worried about what's right in front of you, you will be better at it. Like think about that, right? If you're worrying about everything else that's around it, like you're automatically at a disadvantage. So how do you get yourself to get into that present moment? That's what you have to figure out. That is good. Anything you'd suggest they stop doing right away? Yes. So I I think kind of along those hands, and and I think we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier is stop wasting time on the things that are outside of your control. Number one, two false positivity only gets you so far. Okay. So that's something I would stop. I would, I would challenge you to be more real and, and get some objective optimism before I would challenge you to be more positive, if that makes sense. So yeah. What does that mean? That means view something as what it actually is. And then, and then try to find the optimistic cherry on top, right? Like we're, we're not lying to ourselves. We're not creating this false positive um, because that really doesn't get us anywhere. It might feel good for a second, but it doesn't really get us where we want to go. Um, and then probably the third thing I would say is don't let how you feel predict how you perform. Say that again. That's another <laughs> great one. Don't let how you feel predict how you perform. So Um, one of the, one of the best sports psychologists to ever do it was Ken Revisa. And he used to say, you know, are you so bad that you have to feel good to perform good? Right. And and this is, it's just a concept that like, just because you feel a certain way, doesn't mean you have to perform a certain way. Like you can feel like crap and still go crush it. Right. Or you can feel really good and bomb it. Right. Like, so don't let the feelings that you have dictate what you're going to do. Just acknowledge them, know that they're there and then still go make sure you're focusing on the right thing at the right time. Anna, you are like one of my all time favorites, man. <laughs> this is our, our listeners are going to love you. I predict this is going to be one that people download and I hope and so. Listen, this is awesome. I want to ask you one more thing. I want to go back. I want to hit rewind. You said something that I put a star by. And I wanted to get back to, but you had so many sound bites. We had to stay in the, in the present to use what you said. Okay. Now I want to go back to the past for a minute and then we'll wrap this up and we'll be done. This went fast. I hope it was fast for you. (laughs) Um, You said you got to be genuine. You got to be authentic. You like stopped and you paused on that for a second. How can a leader be authentic in this? Because it's not about just being a cheerleader. It's not about putting on your cheerleader outfit and getting your pom-poms and saying, go team, go, which a lot of people do. And I think that's going to be what you call that junk motivation, right? That junk confidence. How can someone make sure that when they do this, because this may be new for some people, you know, and this podcast is not going to make you an expert in mindset. It's just going to give you a few little tools you can use. But you gave me a word of warning that I think is worth finishing on. How do you be authentic and genuine? I think that starts with your ability to become self-aware of who you actually are and who you are as a leader. Okay. So it's a lot of like self-discovery that has to happen here. Right. Like, and I think this is cool because we all have different strengths. And so I think it starts with making sure one, you're trying to figure out who in the world you are as a leader and who do you want to be as a leader? Maybe, maybe you have a list of like, what you want to be and who you are right now. 
And then you can start comparing the two. Okay. What's lacking? What's already there. But I think the most important piece of this is making sure you're not trying to be someone you're not right. Like nobody can be Hannah Huseman. Like, and, and, and I started to do this at a, at, like when I was fresh in my career, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be this guy. I want to be this girl. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I, I once heard it put so perfectly and they were like, you can't be me. You haven't failed enough. And I was like, whoa, one, you're right. But two, also like, if I try to be that person, I'm not going to be the best version of me. So make sure you're not like, wow, I really love that person. I want to be just like them. Maybe you see somebody who you really like what they're doing and you go get two or three qualities from them and add it to your list. Right. But you don't try to change who you are, but in order to be genuine, you have to know who you are. And I think, I think a lot of us think we know who we are. Um, but I think a lot of us really don't. And so explore that, like find some, find some like of those free self-assessments online that you can just kind of like learn about who you are and, and how you handle adversity and, and how you communicate and what your love language is and write all of that stuff, like explore all of those things and start to build who you are. And then like pick the top three things that you value the most and like work on those. Like it's your daily passion. You know, like when I, when I think about myself, like I think about passion, I think about confidence, I think about love. And like, I like, that's how I work. That's what I do. And like, that's my grading skill for myself. And that works amazingly for me, but that might not work for you. Like you might be like, I'm going to go insane or people are going to think I'm crazy if I try to do that. And that's okay. You just have to figure out what your things are and then you have to work on them. But it, it, when, when I think about genuineness, I think about self-discovery. So you got to, you got to get in there and it might not be pretty. It might not be, it might be ugly and that's okay. You got to start somewhere. But if you don't ever try to explore that, then, then what are you, when you say you're trying to be genuine, do you even know what that means for you? So I think it, it goes back to self-discovery. Hannah, you've been amazing as a, as a <laughs> lifelong Dodgers fan. I'm now a fan of the Rangers. I can't yes. wait to watch what they do with you. <laughs> that's really um, my only goal was to yes. get you to be a Ranger fan. No. That's right. I, I will. Next time you see me, I'll have a, a, a Rangers lid on when I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you. Um, we're going to have a lot of people that are interested in you. How do people get more of you? How do they get to get what you're putting down that they may have, they may want to have you speak to their team or, or do some work with them. If they want to go deeper on this and make, you know, this a strength, how do they get more of you? How do they connect with you? How do they talk to you? How do they keep this going? Yeah, I would love that. Um, you know, like you said, you can find me on all the socials, like Instagram, um, Twitter and LinkedIn, but you can also feel free to email. Um, it's just, Hannah Huseman at gmail.com. So my first and last name at gmail.com. But yeah, I like, like I said, I absolutely adore talking about this and, and know it's incredibly important and know it's incredibly neglected um, in our world today. So anything you got, any questions you have, any, any conversations you want to have, don't hesitate to reach out and love to keep the conversation going. She's helping people put facts in front of fear. She's helping people build authentic, healthy confidence instead of junk confidence. And she's helping people make these bulletproof titanium grade mindsets that take you to places you could never get otherwise. It's Hannah Huseman. It has been my pleasure to have you on the show. If you are a baseball fan at all, and even if you're not, you got to start watching the Rangers now because uh, you've been introduced to uh, one of the best kept secrets and that's how they, they use mental performance to, to perform. And every person on this, that's listening to the show, we are sales athletes. We are sales performers and the stuff Hannah talked about. It's, it's so important. It's a non-negotiable reach out to Hannah. Hannah, thanks for joining us. And as I say to everybody, happy selling, I know you're not in sales, so happy, <laughs> happy mindset building to you, but thank you so much and, and good luck in everything you do. Thanks Rob. Thanks for having me today. It was a blast. 
Hey everyone, welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. And if you're like most leaders, you've got killer sales process, proven sales tools, and a great sales training approach in place. But most likely, you've been left on your own to figure out your sales leadership process, your sales leadership tools, and sales leadership training. And yeah, there's no shortcuts to success, but I found you can get there faster if you take the most direct route. And if you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love the sales leadership content in our community for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. You don't have to feel like you're on your own. You can find this community on Patreon, and it's like a Home Depot for sales leaders. You'll find video expert excerpts of this episode and all of our podcasts in three to five minute segments, all tagged and organized by topics to help you in your sales leadership journey. You'll find my very best content and over 100 hours of sales leadership training materials. You can find everything you need to fuel your sales leadership journey in Sales Leadership United. So don't go reinvent sales leadership. Tap into proven training and techniques used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world and head to Sales Leadership United. Now, I was pumped to have this conversation with Hannah. Uh, you ever talk to Hannah, she'll tell you I was like a kid in a candy shop and Hannah brought insights to this conversation that will help every single sales leader fortunate enough to listen to this conversation. Her passion was on, uh, on her passion was just obvious and it was contagious. And every time I've gone back and listened to her and I've gone back a few times, it leaves me fired up. I hope it did for you too. Because if you followed me very long at all, you know how important and how much I emphasize mindset. I think mindset is where everything starts, and I think there are only a few sales leaders that really have the tools to coach this in a meaningful way. Lots of people talk about it, but there are not many people like Hannah that can help you do something about it. Now, in this convo, Hannah started by pointing out what a performer is. I thought that was important because... In the world of sales, we're performers. We are what I like to call sales athletes. Our, you know, why? We got to go out and compete and win. We got to win opportunities in the face of competition from our competitors. Our team's roles are to perform on behalf of the company and on behalf of the customers we serve. But your job as a sales leader is to perform on behalf of those you lead. Listen, last year, 2021, our most downloaded show uh, was a burnout expert, Garland Vance. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. You'll love it. So I know this idea of burnout is an important topic. And, and I wanted to take a different angle on it. I wanted to really dive into mindset because I think that's the thing that will fuel your experience and ultimately whether you're fulfilled or you burn out. And that's why I brought on Hannah to help each of us raise our leadership game to help build bulletproof, titanium-grade mindsets that not only become burnout-proof, but will also fuel performance in a way that can create career-changing impact. Hannah had me early on when she told us that every single piece of your mindset is trainable. I thought that was a really interesting insight because a lot of people do. They think I'm motivated or I'm not. You know, I'm either a self-starter or I'm not. Either I'm strong mentally or I'm not. And she said that's a bunch of garbage. And that the more intentional you become with your mindset, the more likely you are to have this become a difference maker. So I guess the takeaway is every single one of us should have an open mind about mindset training. It, 
really, really, really needs to become one of your leadership strengths. You got to develop proficiency in this. Okay. And that's why her distinction on motivational speakers and mental performance coaches was so important. It's not as, it's not enough to just say you can do it, right? It's not enough to just do your pom-poms and your rah-rahs. Um, listen, when I'm hired to speak, a lot of times people ask me to, to add a uh, motivational element into it, but I'd never do that unless I've talked about mindset first, because working on mindset is so much more and so different than simply trying to motivate someone. And that led to what I think might be my favorite insight on the topic uh, that we had today. Maybe one of my favorite insights on mental performance and mindset that I've ever heard. Hannah's concept of junk confidence versus healthy confidence. Go back and listen to that part again. Take notes because it's awesome. Just pulling on the motivational level will get you a short-term result, but it's fleeting. Just like going through the drive-thru at your favorite fast food place is a short-term fix. It's quick, it's easy, it's cheap. Ultimately, it will fail you. It's not going to make you healthy. Healthy food takes longer. You got to buy the ingredients. You got to meal prep after you go shopping. It's going to cost you more money. There's tons of things that go into it. But the result is a healthy body that's not going to let you down. And so that concept of junk confidence versus healthy confidence is one that I can really, like, I get it. And it's one you should spend some time thinking about and applying. There is so much content out there. I I think that our world has become so noisy. It's easy for us to either be led by the wrong place or get this. I I see a lot of advice that I scratch my head and say, where's that coming from? There's lots of people who want to be influencers, for example, that haven't even done the job and, and they just want to be. So they act the part and hope that what they say will fill the part. You know, we got to find people who are actually walking the road that you want to walk and follow them. I bring a lot of them on this show. You can find many of them. One, one that uh, recently was on the show that, that really stands out to me is, is Steve Schmidt, a, a title. Um, follow people like that. Follow people like Sam McKenna. Follow those kinds of people that are doing the job, like John Barrows. You know, those kinds of people are the people you should be following. Um, and it reminds me of this call. Just this morning when I when I started my day, I got a call from a friend. She started a great company as a solopreneur. It has amazing potential. She called me today because she wanted a motivation hit. She's scared. Uh, she's trying to figure out this revenue model to make it become more predictable. And she actually said, I don't know if I can figure this out. And it was interesting because she didn't see all the amazing things she already had in place. She's so ridiculously well-known. She's part of this really intriguing market that's blowing up and she plays this big role in its growth. And so I actually talked about junk confidence versus healthy confidence. And it was interesting to watch how quickly she changed as we emphasize this idea of building habits that win uh, rather than, you know, accepting habits that don't make change. That's a really good way to start implementing this. It was one of my ways I started. I want to just try to do some of this junk confidence versus healthy confidence coaching was looking at habits. Okay. And the only thing that really changed was her point of emphasis. So I want you to go back and listen to Hannah one more time and take some notes. She's a world-class performance coach. She gave each of us a great starting point to help us make minds on something we can focus on and not just a fluffy, you can do it, rah-rah speech. Listen, your role is to be more than a professional friend. Your role is one of growth and improvement. And you can do this better, more permanently, more predictably, if you help build healthy confidence. Building strong mindsets, fulfilling your role as a leader, that's going to help you prevent burnout. 
Learn to blend this concept of challenging your team members and empowering your team members. Don't just do one or the other. I love that conversation about this healthy blend, and that's what makes you the big difference maker. And then she wanted to give us four to five ways to build mindset. I'm not going to go relist them. Just go listen to them. Take the notes. And if you only implement one, I would advise you to make the self-talk one of the ones that you really focus on because we have more conversations with ourselves than we do anyone else. And I don't want you to forget that what you make important as a leader very likely will be something that your members of your team make important as they do their work. So to wrap this up, every part of mindset is trainable. Make this something you learn to turn into a strength because you can't do anything unless you think about it first. Helping your team members learn to do this will help you create life-changing years to those you lead. And as sales leaders, we are in a world filled with failure and rejection. We got to get good at this. We are asked to fuel the growth of our organizations and do big things. And these things aren't easy to do. And I'll tell you firsthand, when I see leaders taking mindset seriously, it makes a difference and it makes a difference fast. The wolf you feed, back to her story, that's the one that's the loudest. The grass that you look at and walk in, the grass is greenest where you water it, right? So feed the right wolf. Water the grass that's around you. Make a commitment to focus more on mindset training and how to make this an intentional part of your leadership system. Overcome our natural negative bias and watch the people you lead flourish right in front of your eyes. Hannah, thanks so much for joining me. It's obvious why you've had so much success and why you're creating so much impact. This episode was important for every member of the sales community. It's something everyone talks about, but there's very few frameworks or best practices to implement as a sales leader. So thank you for making a difference to our community today. I hope we can have you come back and continue this conversation with us again. To each of you listening to this episode, connect with Hannah. Check out hashtag Mental Sweat Monday on the social channel of your choice. You'll be glad you did. And then help your team in building mindsets that will take them places they could have never gone on their own. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. There is no show without you. And if you liked this episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way in helping me get the best guests in the world on our show. But the best compliment you can give me is to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Share the show with someone who needs to hear it, and then be elite. Live strong. Chase your passions. And don't worry, just execute, because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.